Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Where the Dark Corners Are. Travels hostess. Tonight we have a road trip with the panda. In 1995, a team of paranormal travel podcasters found an abandoned cub in the haunted Arctic. After some kick-ass paranormal training and his first alien kill, he was ready. He was ready. So, if ghosts, serial killers, or monsters in the dark got you scared, don't hesitate to call the Polar Bear. The Polar Bear. So, I don't know if you guys heard the episode last week with Sierra, Serial Killers with Sierra. Mm-mm. It actually ended up being one of our more shorter episodes, uh-huh. but I was explaining to her that we had a listener who, uh, you know, gave me some suggestions that okay. I took to heart, took seriously. Okay. And one of his suggestions was to give her a proper introduction. So this is actually the first time you're hearing it. I just wanted you guys to hear it real quick. Oh, you want to save it for her? Oh, she's heard it already. Oh, okay. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another episode of Serial Killers. Serial Killers. Serial Killers. Serial Killers. With Sierra. Yeah. That was really cool. I thought so. I <laughs> thought you did great. a really yeah. good job. I think that was cool. The whole game show thing. And right. Everything. That was right. really cool. And it's, I don't know if you guys recognize, but <laughs> it's the same guy. Oh, yeah. From it's, Polar if Bears. If you keep making yeah. the content, right. great. Just keep going. No, actually, I gave him the content. I told him I wanted these are the words, the magical words, uh-huh. and I want you to make it like a game show, but with some stabbing noises in the middle. Yeah, he's the content. Yeah, guy. He's, <laughs> he's the guy. So, anywho, tonight we're gonna recognize the best non-holiday holiday in America. That's. A, I mean, yeah, yeah, you don't get a day off or anything. No, it's like Valentine's Day. Sure I love can. Valentine's Day, but sick. you can't. Yeah. You, just, you still have to show up for work. We're talking about Halloween, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know. But, like, those are the two most underrated holidays. So, in recognition and of the Halloween season, you know, we've actually kind of 
we've had a you guys went on vacation, so I kind of blame you. But I also kind of blame myself for not being a little bit better prepared because normally we have Halloween stuff, Halloween stuff, Halloween stuff, but not this year. This year's been a bit rough. In fact, we've just last month had our three year anniversary and we haven't even had a sit down over that. Oh. So yeah. it's been a little rough. I feel like we just did a summary episode already. Right. No, that was like a year and a half. <laughs> That's terrible. All right, I have to believe you. <laughs> I'm not going to do this here and do the math right now. So in recognition, we thought tonight we would discuss some Halloween movies. We would rec- make some recommendations and discuss our favorites. And to kick it off, we're going to start with our favorite haunted house paranormal movie. Yeah. Kay. Sound good? Sound mm-hmm. good? Okay. Yeah. Polar Bear, kick us off. Oh, you want me to start? I didn't want to be repetitive because I know what you're going to say. I know what you're gonna say. Yeah. You're gonna say you're gonna say Amityville say? Horror? No. Really? Yeah. That, that was my first guess for him. It I was, he's a Ryan I, Reynolds. I was, yeah, yeah, that was it. I do that like that one. one. I do I, like that one. That should be your number one. Truth is, Every he time has we talk a about crush movies. on Ryan Reynolds, so Ryan, I, if you're I listening, he's got a crush on you. <laughs> he's so I have a picture of me and Ryan Reynolds at the Wax Museum. Yeah. He's so original. I decided to go with Insidious. I I like I like the I was actually just talking to my wife about it. I liked how deliberate it was because a lot of movies you have like a ghost and it's just a single possession, but there's like other creatures looming around and you're like, where are these creatures coming from? I thought this one possession was taking place, but Insidious was cool because they go into that other world and there's all these souls and demons and everything trying to take control of this boy. So it was... It he was, the little boy astroplanes that yeah, you're talking about. Yeah. And just different creatures. There wasn't it wasn't just one possession of by one ghost or by one demon or whatever. And but yeah, no, it was When did that come out? One of the good ones. I know the second one come came out in two thousand thirteen. Okay. Well which one was better? Uh I like the second one because it had one. the the woman possessing the dad. He she it was it was the ploy for her to Right. She was the strongest in there. hashtag yeah. spoilers. She's the demon that's basically the, the biggest bitch in the paranormal Like a world. puppet master. Yeah. Well, she, it's her and the red guy. Remember yeah. The red guy? Yeah, the They're red like, guy. It looks like a Darth Maul type of yeah. knockoff. So that's why the <laughs> second yeah, the second was, I think the second one was the best. Mm-hmm. But the first one ends on the, one of the coolest cliffhangers. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're going to spoil it? Well, gonna, I mean, all these movies should have been watched already. Oh, should they? <laughs> <laughs> says, I don't think you a guy movies. who won't watch movies from the 80s, folks. Yeah. Nerve. Well, I hate Nerve. movies in black and white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to die by accident. That, that's what my son asked me the other day. Or he asked my wife. We're, we're, we're laying in bed and he comes over and he's like, hey, were the movies in black and white when you guys were kids? <laughs> I, I, I really hope that hurt. I hope that <laughs> yeah. hurt. Okay, Panda. Cabins, countless houses. Cabin House, because I went with Evil Dead, oh. not the OG one, which was still a good one, but the the remake, I guess you'd call it, or the it's technically the sequel. Evil Dead Two. Yeah, when he he's at the cabin, right? Yeah, he's at the. Ca- it's the same movie, but it's a little bit more on the goofy side, right? But with, it's still. I think Sam Raimi was the director. Yeah, he does all of them except the new ones. He's the newest one. I don't think he. I don't think he helped with the newest one. I really like the newest one too. Yeah. But the problem with mine is, is it's not the house that's haunted. It's the book, the Necronomicon. Right. So if I had my backup was 
I think there's also a basic answer, but The Conjuring. The Conjuring was pretty set in stone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that brings mine. My, I mean, I've said this forever. The Conjuring, which was released in July of 2013, has been, I think, just phenomenal. And, but if I was to kind of reach back into the good old childhood years, the <laughs> 1982 uh-huh. Poltergeist. I had the opportunity to actually watch that recently. And I have to tell you, this movie still holds up. And we're talking a 40-year-old movie now. Right. That mm-hmm. closet. That closet was terrible. The, right. Yeah, but she's getting sucked in. She's holding onto the bed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she's calling mommy. Yeah, Everyone's like, what do you want me to do? She's <laughs> 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 like, ow. <laughs> you know, that clown fucked America. Oh, that clown was fucked up. That was, yeah. 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 <laughs> I didn't watch it. You just it. watch it. You'll see what we're talking about. So definitely those two. In fact, in The Conjuring, the section that always gets me is when she's got those pictures hanging up on the on the side of the staircase and they just collapse. I mean, I have, oh, yeah. I put the movie on for background noise and I still jump every time. Yeah, that that's happens. not a good movie to put on for background <laughs> noise. <laughs> so... So, yeah. We just started watching it again last night. Just because it's, you know, it's the season. And, so you uh, just rewatch the same movies, but you won't watch new movies. Yeah, watch the good ones. Oh. Oh. Was, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was just going to okay. compliment The Conjuring. I mean, they, they set a new standard for horror movies. You can't, you know, you can't just put out a scary movie and expect people to like it anymore. It's just like, wow, those, those are really good. There's, you know, there's a, there's a bar that you have to reach at this point. And I completely agree. James Wan, who was the director, you know, I, I, you know, being American, I am slightly biased to American directors when it comes to horror movies, but James Wan is actually from New Zealand. And he does a phenomenal job. In fact, he's going to direct the next Conjuring mm-hmm. movie. So I'm actually pretty excited about that. He did also did the Insidious oh, movie. Oh, he did, he did the Insidious. Yes. So he's been around. He's been the guy. Mm-hmm. He helped do Saw, Malignant. Oh, yeah, we talked about it last Halloween. We did top 10 scary movies. And right. I'm pretty sure all of well, um, a lot of his scary movies made it to our top list. Well, yeah, he's got his hand is at least in everything, so he helps produce them or do whatever. So he's the guy. Right. He's, you know, prime rib right now. Prime rib. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so favorite uh, zombie movie. What would you recommend? Zombie movie. 28 Days and Weeks Later is my go-to just because they're they're really dark and pretty grimy the first one was more you know it, it had zombies involved but it was more people and people but 20, 28 weeks later had some some good zombie scenes and then a more recent one that i watched was it's called uh hashtag alive and i think it was all dubbed and i keep telling panda to watch it oh and yeah like you watch every movie yeah ever. it's i i think it might even be a netflix original yeah, essentially the z- zombies break out and this nerdy video game guy, his parents leave and he's at home, he's streaming his video games and everything breaks out and he gets trapped in, in his apartment on whatever really high floor. And so it's just him going through it. He's trapped in his apartment and he, I think there was one that comes in he realizes what's going on and he like eventually takes uh, takes care of him. But then across the way, 
there's a girl that's also alive and they start writing notes to each other in the windows and he sends her Nutella and she doesn't like Nutella and he's like, what the fuck, why did I send you Nutella? But it was just a lot, a lot of like social media stuff goes into it was uh, part of the reason that they made it out. It was cool. I don't know. There's a lot of good zombie movies. I mean, even back when I was a kid, the Scooby-Doo Zombie Island movie. Right. Did you ever watch that when I was young? I probably like, I'm did. I'm sure you were around because you probably bought it for me. This sounds like something I would have done. Well, yeah. So they go to the island and then the zombies arise and they have to solve the mystery why they're there. But it turns out they're real zombies. It's a whole It's a whole movie. It, it's it's even got a good rate. 7.7 IMDb. The an- animated movie. Yeah, the old yeah, one yeah. from 1998. Oh, nice. It's so good. But Zombieland was also good that came out in 2009. Oh, great. Zombieland was fantastic. Dawn of the Dead. Zack Snyder's movie, 2004, what, the remake of George Romero's. I like that one a lot. I know it's kind of, I don't say blacklisted, but, you know, it. I think it's a great movie. Controversial. <laughs> well, I don't say controversial either, but Little Monsters, did you ever watch Little Monsters? Yeah, I saw that one. You didn't like it? I didn't watch Little Monsters. <laughs> yeah, I, <don't. laughs> I don't know. 2019, Josh Gad is in it, and the and the chick is, she's in uh, Us, the main character. Mm-hmm. She's the one that has the The, the other yellow stuff. dress. Yeah. But it's, it's an Australian film, I believe. It's shot in Australia. And I think they blame the Americans because there's a base right next door to the... I think it's in England. No, I'm pretty sure it's Australian. I'm pretty sure it's English. Let's check it <laughs> out. Let's check it out, Little yeah. Monsters, right? Fact check. <laughs> okay, when it tells me that, I have to keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can't wait to prove you wrong. <laughs> Such is life. The film was financed and produced by Screen Australia and shot in Sydney. Either way, I hurt. really like that movie. Unfortunately, I don't know why you didn't like that movie. I it's the same thing you would have done too with that scenario as her. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you tell me you wouldn't. She has also the premise of the movie is she's a school teacher mm-hmm. and she's got all these little kids. It's, oh. it's like third graders, second no, graders. No, I think they're kindergartners. Okay, it doesn't matter. They're little children. <laughs> <laughs> so, but she, they go to this animal farm to do whatever, you know, have a field trip. And there's a military, a U.S. military base, like right down the road. And something goes wrong and then unleashes a zombie outbreak. And the zombies come to the thing. But she, the whole movie, she's trying to keep them corralled up mm-hmm. and safe and trying to keep them calm and not them realizing those are zombies out there. It's it's really funny. <laughs> All right. My zombie movie is also a foreign movie. That's what I was going to finish up. But yeah, go. Do it. Is Train to Busan. And it's a su- South Korean, Southern Korean, South Korean movie. I do highly recommend the words. I don't recommend dubbing. It's a, actually a really good movie. And... I believe they finally made a sequel, but I think the sequel is like super dark by comparison to the original. Mm-hmm. So I liked Train to Busan, although Zombieland was actually all right. We'll give that, you yeah. know, Shaun of the Dead, the mm-hmm. British. Shaun of the Dead was great. That's <laughs> that's a great one. It's classic. But Train to Busan, you said, yeah, it's very good. It's a very good movie. It's very in between of like, Fast to slow zombie. I mean, it's it's. I probably wouldn't survive it. That was pretty terrible. But, <laughs> but it, and it's not shot like in a big area. It's shot on a train, like right, three and, cabs. And it's on a train going to guess what, guys? Basan. 
But it's it's just really cool, and the story was cool. It wasn't, you know, it was dramatic, but it was enough drama to make you kind of connect with it, and it was actually really well done. Yes. Okay. Very it's on good. the list. We we just talked yeah. about watching See it. See how many lists you got. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of reaching back to your childhood. Okay. What movie would you say scared the shit out of you? Uh, undoubtedly, it was It, the original one, which is funny because it's not even that really scary, but I think I watched it way too young, and I've had nightmares about the clown, and it was just... You're referring to the Tim Curry version. Yes. Okay. Yep, and it was just, I don't know. It was Maybe that's why he's watching 80s movies. Scary, yeah, scared the living shit out of me. But, I mean, uh, watching it now, it's not even that bad. It's like, oh, okay. It's just well, they were lying a lot on CGI for the... Oh, no, I, li- I like the new ones. I, li- I like the new ones a lot. The new ones are very good. <laughs> Both parts. And I thought they did excellent on casting the kids into adults. It was on point. But, yeah, I mean, you asked, so. Okay. <laughs> it was signs. M. Night Shyamalan signs. Yes. That fucked me up. You know what? It's the dumbest scene now with, that you with walk. With the aliens? Is it with the knife in the kitchen? Not the knife. The Literally the dumbest part of the movie that makes your heart just kind of sink because you're with them too, with Joaquin Phoenix. And they're <laughs> in watching the closet? The, the, not even that. The dumbest scene, I'm telling you. This is the scene you shouldn't even remember, but it fucks with you. But it's when Joaquin Phoenix, I think, is by himself. He's watching the news. Because he's trying to see if there's anything about the aliens coming down. And there's this little Guatemalan fucking birthday party happening. And it's like, and they turn over and there's the fucking alien on this 1999 (laughs) camera. And it's just like this fuzzy image. And he fucking freaks out while sitting on the TV. And it fucks you up. (laughs) But then, you know, and they're in the basement too. And then the the, the aliens start reaching through the door. They cut him off and shit. Oh, man, that movie's fucked up. That movie fucked me up, okay? That shit was rough. That the Poultry Guys Clown was also there, too, but that alien, that little 1999 video camera it's thing. It's behind. That's what the boy says. Yeah. it's And then they, they point to it on the, it zooms in. It's just this fuzzy image of the alien, but it's like, oh, fuck. Mm, oh, it's there. Yeah. It's for reals. So, you know, I kind of go back and forth because even though... I do think we're in an area or time where really great scary movies are being made. We had, you know, great directors. You know, Steven Spielberg did Jaws. And we had Freddy Krueger, even though, you know, looking back now, it's a little eh. Wes Craven movies? Yes. We had Wes Craven back then. But I honestly think what kind of really scared the shit out of me was The Exorcist with Linda Blair and Ellen Burstyn. And and we're talking the original. And, you know, I think part of what played into that was the religious factor. You know, this is... But it it didn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, the girl gets possessed, but how? They never explain how she gets possessed. They're out in the desert, and then all of a sudden, they're in some brownstone on the East Coast, and the mother's taking a movie, because she's a famous movie star, and then the daughter's possessed. So not a whole, whole lot of sense there. It's the where the, the girl comes up and vomits everywhere and everything. Right. It's like the first... The power of Christ compels you. Yeah, the cursed movie of all time or whatever. Right. Right. I mean... Well, I mean, that, I think that kind of helps the element, too, is, like, you you don't know how you got possessed, like... 
You just walk it down the street. This this motherfucker's <laughs> like, oh, let's look at this some. This this is the girl. This yeah. is our this is our body. So yeah, the the original Exorcist, I think. And then when they re-released it, and in the re-release, they put a part that I think really scared the shit out of me. Even after all these years, when she does the crab walk down oh, the steps, yeah. oh, I yeah. mean that fucked me up. Okay, <laughs> but. There was one movie that I just, I don't know if it's because a long time ago when I was baptized Catholic, I had to go to Catholicism, go to Sunday school, and, you know, you talk about Jesus and the Antichrist. There was, I think, like a made-for-TV movie called Child of Light, Child of Darkness, and that movie fucked me up because the movie premise was this I think he was a priest. They were told of two holy, quote unquote, holy pregnancies. And the church knew that these two births were one was going to be the Antichrist and one was going to be Christ reborn. And it was his job to figure out which child was going to be which. And that fucking lives rent free in my brain. And we're talking from the 80s. Like, I'm always looking for signs for the Antichrist's <laughs> arrival because that scares me. I have nightmares yeah. about Antichrist movies. So. That's, yeah. That sounds like a really con- cool concept for a movie. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Just, they never really work out. Yeah. They're just, um, they end up kind of dumb because the baby comes and then it's like, do I really want to kill the baby? It's like, yeah, it's the fucking <laughs> Antichrist. <laughs> like, well, the, like the Omen movies? The Omen movies? Yeah. Oh. I forgot all about those. Yeah, they're a thing. I don't know. That was uh, like that. That concept kind of like freaked me out when I was little. I talked to my mom about it, and she's just like, "Oh yeah, like the six six six, like the like if a, somebody's born with a six 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 like symbol thing on their arm, it's like the the right hand of the devil, and then if it's on the head, that's the head of the devil." And it's like, see, it, that's interesting because you're Ukrainian, like kinda, yeah. and that's your thing, and that's a thing here in the United States, right? And I mean, I think it was—I don't know rather if it was like cultural or the movie, but yeah, that just kind of stuck in my brain forever, like like, <laughs> like like that movie did to you, right? It rent, it yeah. lives rent free in your yeah. brain, oh, yeah. right? So, in view of the current Halloween season, let's talk about recent movies that we've seen. Recent movies—that's all you. Oh yeah, I just came back from vacation now, watching movies. I mean, we can talk shit about the new Exorcist movie. It was. Uh, well, you can't. We haven't seen it. Oh, I can. It had a lot of potential, and they pooped it. I saw the reviews. It wasn't good. Yeah, well, I th- saw the reviews for vacation. We went to the horror nights at Universal, so we did some cool stuff. We did through. We went through the mazes, and we went through the Exorcist. Yeah, but we went through The Last of Us and we went through oh, Last of Us, Stranger Things, Stranger Things, uh, cool ones. But out of all of those, I actually liked The Exorcist maze the most, and it freaked me the hell out. And that was before I like, watched the movie, so I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go see The Exorcist movie," and it did not live up to my expectations. And it it did good job explaining why they're possessed, but. Uh, they they also tried to throw in like oh you know there's exorcism in every religion and all this other stuff and there wasn't a main priest exorcist that was gonna come out to help them it was just spoiler alert it was just the family and friends trying to do their best 
The power of Christ compels you. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, it had great potential and they just, they didn't make it. On the good note, I really like The Nun 2. It looks like they're setting up for three, a third part. Oh, yeah. That checks out. Yeah. But. They just don't die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the Nun itself just creeps me out. The whole concept and the face and not, not something I'm going to watch before bed. But it had, it had a good continuation. I like the first one better because I think we've talked about it before because of the setting. It was set in this old castle church in the 50s and um, just dark vibes. Another thing I liked about both of the nuns is they're, they uh, they bring in actual like religious ac- artifact. Like it was... It wasn't just like a random cross or random holy water. There's uh, there's a religious artifact that they gain their power from. Okay. To to you know to fight the nuns. So that was I thought that was a cool concept. That and then uh, the new one that I watched was uh, Pope's Exorcist. Uh, That's on the Netflix. Pope's Exorcist. It is on Netflix now. It was really good. Um, I have seen that myself, and I have to say, you know. <laughs> I don't really follow actors, so I don't like follow Russell Crowe, but I thought he actually did a really good job. Mm-hmm. I thought the storyline was a little weak about the family, but surrounding the family, I mean, how did... I, they're Americans who somehow own a church in Spain. Oh, yeah, the the father that the had the, the put, the, put all their money to buy this castle. Yeah, yes. it didn't... It was kind of... Yeah, but I did like the setting. The castle was cool. I think it was a church. A church, yeah, the the church. It was really big and spooky, and I liked, I liked them uncovering, like step by step, like when, I mean, a little spoiler here, when he goes down in the well, and then from there on, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just like oh, it's just getting the hauntings going on in the church, but there was there was a background to it. There was a purpose. It was it wasn't just like oh, we just possessing this random kids for no reason right right all right panda anything recent well i went on the little uh, the interwebs here just to see because i'm like i really don't know if i've seen a lot of scary movies lately i mean they're even listing like infinity pool is a scary movie you see that movie it's not very good <laughs> no i haven't seen <laughs> Mia it goth and one of them scars guard fellers it's it's whatever you don't have to watch that but I forgot Evil Dead Rise came out this year. Mm-hmm. That was a very good movie. I think it was more just of a torture movie. I wouldn't say it was a scary movie, but I did think it was a good movie. Um, but no Bruce Campbell. No. Well, technically, hashtag spoilers, yes. So, like, in the recording, uh, you know, the kids listen to the recordings in the room, and then there's one guy who's like, hey, don't fuck with that book. Don't open that book. It's the book of the damned or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Allegedly, that's him saying that. So if that's the case, that means your boy went back and tried. Might have been a time trap. It's a whole big thing, but it's nothing. None of it's confirmed or like really denied. So, but right, Ash is not a predominant character in this movie. Mm-hmm. But it was it was really good. And then, I mean, like I said, I really haven't seen a lot. I saw Megan. Megan was okay. I thought I, a lot of it's weird, and it's not really scary either. But it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what that is. The doll. Yeah. The doll that tries to be the little girl's friend, and then it kind of takes over. That's right. But I really want to see this movie called Talk to Me. I heard that movie's doing really good. It's an A24 movie, 
and that's the one where it's got the hand, and they're post. They have like, it has like a party favor where people touch it, and then it, you can talk to someone on the other side. But I think if you hold out too long, something happens. So I don't know. I've never seen it. All I know is, that is new. Yeah, okay. I think I it's on Amazon heard. Prime. It might be. It's been out for. It came out this year, but let me see. Let's see the rating. This says ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. But I know it got a lot of things. It's seven point two on IMDb. 94 Rotten Tomatoes with an audience score of 82%. Okay. So, and I know everyone was freaking out because all the TikTokers I watch and stuff like that all say this movie is supposed to be really good. And so, that's a movie I really would like to watch soon. Maybe maybe worth trying. You know I'm skeptical with A24. Why? Because they do some weird shit. They're so good, though. It wasn't, Midsummer was not good. Oh, Midsummer was okay. And Green Knight was not good. And it it's a story. Like it, it's, it, a, it's a it's a fable. No, it wasn't a good fable. Yeah, this guy's just picky about his shit. Dookie. <laughs> he doesn't have tits or action. He's out. <laughs> oh, oh my god! I, I did like Evil Dead Rise a lot. I th- I thought they did excellent job on the mom's I'm What do you want? Face. <laughs> the the mom's makeup and the way they made her creepy as shit, and that yes. was one of the mazes I did it. Uh, uh, Universal See, and scared the shit out of me too. So I'm just a big that. baby. That's so cool I'm just though. a big That's baby. A, yeah, I did those mazes too at the Hollywood Horror Nights and Universal, but we didn't have an Evil Dead one. That's really cool. You got that though, because mm-hmm. we had the Stranger Things, Last of Us. We had the Chucky one, and that. Oh, they had up. they had Chucky, but uh, we didn't go. Chucky was, was good. It was Chucky a forever. It up. was a forever wait, and we're like mm, Chucky. So the movie I've seen recently, it's on Hulu. It's called No One Will Save You. So it's a very interesting movie, and it's the premise is is this young lady lived by herself, and you know something happened that she had done something pretty unforgivable, and she lives by herself, kind of in the middle of nowhere, and there's basically an alien invasion, and the invasion is kind of, to some degree, a version of body snatchers. They start taking over humans' bodies. And she understands that she's on her own, and she prepares, you know. But I don't think she realizes how... It's it's a massive invasion, so... Mm-hmm. And... This movie's kind of lived rent-free in my head, too, for a little bit because it's a reflection of a lot of different things because when there's a lot of things you don't realize happen until later on when you're thinking about it. But it was what was interesting to me was the end has an interesting, I guess, twist to it. But I also took the opportunity to read, like, an explanation, what the director was aiming at. And it was an interesting explanation. So I do recommend the movie, and then I recommend you kind of reading what the director was, his, his interpretation of the, of the movie. Oh, and again, it's on I'm sorry, what, what's the movie name again? No One Will Save You. No One Will Save You. It sounds a lot, <coughs> I would say a lot, but... Loosely like, you ever see uh, 13 Cloverfield Lane? No. That was a good one. John Goodman? I really haven't seen him a lot of movies recently. trippy. It's good. It was a good. The mo- it's called Good. Oh, my God, this guy. 
It's so good. Josh, so good, Josh Goodman Cap gets a hold of this chick. Uh, she's played by uh, Mary Jane, Mary Jean, the one that's married to Aaron McGregor. Aaron McGregor. Aaron, <laughs> Ewan, Ewan? Ewan McGregor. Either way. So she wakes up in this basement with, and John Goodman's telling her, hey, I can't let you leave because bad things are happening out there. She's, and she's like, okay, what's going out there? I can't tell you or she'll just freak out. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh, I can just say it. I didn't want to interrupt. It's fine. Oh, I still have to stop for it. <laughs> <laughs> Either way. and so Oh, that's, that's right. Bradley Cooper's in it. He's the husband. Right. Because you see him on the phone. You don't see him on the phone. You hear his voice. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Either way, <laughs> she gets kidnapped. John Goodman won't let her go. And then she's trying to keep her cool. But at the same time, she's trying to get the fuck out. But she's like, this guy's fucking crazy. And then it proceeds to go from there. But John Goodman plays one of the creepiest characters. He do, he, he's, he's so he's, good. He's kind of an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's versatile like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you start a chain effect. Black Phone was actually really good, too. Oh, with a very similar concept. Yeah. He, the mask was creepy, and he, he just abducts kids. And there's a little par- paranormal... Essence. A- yeah, essence to it. And like, the little children that he's abducted before kind of talk to the kid that's there, kind of guide him through. So, yeah, I don't know. It was just it was trippy. The whole, whole point of the movie was Black Phone was the phone that the paranormal kids were calling him from. Right. So the kid, the boy is kidnapped, and he's placed in the basement, and Ethan Hawke you know, likes to savor his kills, so he likes to get them all riled up before he fucking kills him. And plays little games with him. Right. Comes down. He's like, oh, I just want to be But there's friend. one phone in the room, but it's not connected to a dial tone. So he picks it up. There's nothing there. And Ethan Hawke even tells him. Spoilers, Ethan Hawke is the, the, the guy. But you could tell it's him from the beginning of the movie. He tells him the phone doesn't work. But then the kid picks it up, and it's the other little children that's died and tells him how to get out. So, or try to help him get out. Right. All right, so these are our current 2023 Halloween movie recommendations. If you're feeling in the spooky mood. Spooky. A couple announcements I'd like to make. Yours truly is putting together a murder mystery for a, a charity that donates birthday cakes to families who can't afford birthday cakes. Or it's called Frosting Families. It's located in Susanville at Mary Morsels. The murder mystery, however, is happening in Westwood, not necessarily Susanville, on October 28th. It's four adults per ticket. Tickets are $20. And you get the opportunity to kind of meet yours truly and some other, actually some of the other hosts, Daisy will be there. And it is a live-action clue game. So you'll get clue cards, you'll get the checkoff sheet, and you'll get a chance to solve a little murder. The other thing that's going on is the pan and I have been invited to be co-hosts, if you will, and I'm speaking of Susanville, of the radio station on Susanville on Wednesdays for the rest of the month. Wow. Starting, you know, every... Well, for us, this Wednesday. Right. And the other is where the Dark Corners are is actually sponsoring a trivia night again at Susanville at Bottle and Brush, Art and Brush, Bottle and Brush, Bottle and Brush, 
<laughs> and the the owner is he does trivia night every two weeks out of the month, every Thursday. So that's going to happen on the twenty sixth, the last Thursday of the month. And what's going to happen is we've contributed fifty dollars to the pot, and the winning team will get the opportunity. They don't have to do it to have two of uh, members of the winning team to co-host an episode. And the thing is, is so long it's not as long it's not a topic we've already covered, it could be a topic that, of their choice. So we got a lot of things going on for the month of October, for the remaining part of October, because it's almost over. And uh, we hope that you guys would participate. Frosting Families is, you know, a wonderful charity. And you'll have a killover time while spreading a little birthday love. And if you come to the trivia, you'll get the opportunity to meet me. Yours, your favorite podcast. Your Your truly. Killer explorer. Yes. And again, what is it? JDX? JDX. Wednesdays, starting at five-ish. So. Just think five to six, JDX, Susanville FM. Yes. We'll be on there. (laughs) All right. That is all we have for you tonight on to business. Other business. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. We have a Facebook page where the dark corners are. Like, comment, subscribe, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> um, are we coming uh, soon, live and in color, or? So yes, that's a great question. We've had a few setbacks with the audio. Okay, that's kind of the the main hang up right now. I didn't know if it was a spoiler or not. You can cut it out if you want. Right? No, no, no. We are looking at better audio options. We don't sound good on camera, not oh. yet. That's the problem. Cool. I don't sound good now, so I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> but in the meantime, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover, you can send us an email at Panda's favorite email address at where the dark corners are at gmail.com. Final thoughts. Final thoughts, everybody. He still, he still, as we say every time we do a movie list, he has a lot of homework to do. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have a lot of homework to do. Uh, I'm ready to go get into my PJs and and take a sleep. Resume watching Conjuring. <laughs> yeah, just Thanks the for the recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So until next time, please remember: only the few can find the beauty in the darkness, which is where we hope to meet you. Where the dark corners are. <laughs> <laughs>